It is not to exaggerate to say 100% of all persons believe the social sciences are not only devoid of a quantifiable means of validation they are inherently subjective and therefore incapable of being predictive or their findings verifiable using a quantified means of validation. The social sciences are referred to as sciences but in the minds of most scientists, they do not deserve the name or qualify to be a science. Just because the subject matter of the humanities is studied, does not mean the study is done systematically or in a way that gives rise to predictions. The three things that define a science are missing from the humanities. The social sciences cannot be studied systematically, they do not produce verifiable data, nor can they make accurate predictions. This is all due to one failure. The humanities do not have a unit of measure. Even if an experiment is conducted in the humanities, the variables are so many no useful data can be recovered, nor can predictions be made on the data generated. If a result is observed the reasons for the result are lost in the plethora of factors and the generality of the experimental elements. To some degree this is the problem with dealing with the liberals as a whole. They are always dealing with situations in terms of the emotional impact it has on them. There is no way to deal with liberals from an intellectual position. An experiment in the social sciences can amount to telling a joke and observing who laughs. How to identify who laughs and what they are actually laughing about and what their laughter means is all guesswork. But it gives people work and keeps them off the street. For the remainder of this essay, we will restrict the term sciences to the hard or physical sciences and the social sciences will not be included under this rubric. The difference between the humanities and the sciences is the hard sciences utilize a unit of measure. But these units of measure are not objective or derived from physical reality. The means of establishing the unit does involve physical events that happen under very controlled conditions but these conditions are set forth logically, not empirically. There is no scientific experiment that will prove an inch is what we say in inches or has the length we say it has. The inch and other units of measure are abstractions. There is no scientific experiment that will prove a meter is a physical structure or observable in nature because it is not. All units of measure are fabrications but fabrications based on precisely defined phenomenon. In this sense scientists have pulled the wool over the eyes of the rest of us. They have created a logical construct claiming it to correlate with the physical world. But this is a category error. Logic and the blind chance of the physical universe are not reconcilable. The success of the physical sciences and the failure of the humanities are both evidence for a logical universe. The physical universe is an application or particular manifestation of conceptualization. A chair is an interpretation of the definition made real by how we interpret the Word of God. The humanities have neither understood the Word of God nor the definitions God provided us. The humanities never established a unit by which the value of what we were doing could be established. The physical sciences embraced formal definitions and established logical and mathematical frameworks for their research. Without a standard unit of measure the humanities cannot possibly produce verifiable results. Unlike the sciences, 
the humanities never adopted a logical framework. Social scientists thought reality was physical. They figured that if they considered human beings to be physical constructs, they would have the same success as the physical sciences. But of course, this never happened because there is nothing physical to measure with human beings that is worth measuring. The world is logical, not physical. God created reality, as a willful event, it did not form accidentally out of some cosmic chance event called the Big Bang. There is a logical continuity to events, which is why we think we see causality. A implies B. A does not cause B. Logically there is no way for one thing to cause another. There is a logical connection between things because if we have a then we have B because a logical implies or logically necessitates B. The physicality of nature would mean there is some force requiring the conservation of laws when laws are the most metaphysical and least real component of reality there is. If we see a law, we see something that is analytical. Laws are composed of information and cannot be physical. Laws are directives without any substance beyond the physical ability to impose a behavior onto an event. Why would matter or motion or angular momentum be conserved? Why would a square always have four equal sides? There is nothing in nature that could produce or maintain a law. There is nothing in nature that ensures every time something falls it falls in a predictable way. There is no law to ensure time is constant, which means distance and speed between points is constant. Or does time speed up and we see this as acceleration? These questions cannot be answered because they do not pertain to a physical reality but a logical and conceptual one. When we talk about reality it is a concept being discussed. We know there is no reality to observe because we are only able to observe the observation as a thing in itself. We think of events because caused by impacts, but force is disembodied. There is nothing there but the force. Particles move not because something is imbued with force but because logic dictated it move. Movement is logical and expressed in logical terms because in its totality logic is a coherent and self-contained system. The events we see and experience can be talked about because logic is information and information can be communicated and organized in a quantitative way. Events can be measured because logic creates information that is quantifiable. An inch is a logical construct. It is a unit of information as are all of our measurement systems. But scientists have tried to interpret social events into a cause and effect paradigm and impose thinking based on a physical reality profile onto the social sciences instead of logic. But there is nothing physical about community. It is a metaphysical construct. There can be two groups which look identical, with identical numbers of people. Yet, one group constitutes a community and one is not. The physical factors are identical and yet have no bearing on which group is a community. There is no way to measure or define a community by physical features of by physical changes. This is why Christians know the church is not the people or the pews or the building. The church is not defined by any physical element, nor does it have physical correlates. But Christians have never figured out in a technically precise way what the church is. 
the indicator that this is so is that the church has no way to measure its progress or identify its failures. In other words, the church cannot identify itself. We count the numbers that come to Christ without knowing how many are saved. We do not even know what this means, in terms of the physical person. It is with relative ease, that wolves enter the sanctuary. But we are told not to judge, but be tolerant of those who are on the same journey as us, but not as far along. The church is a community but one with a handle or system of measurement. A system is an organization with a method by which progress is measured. Liberalism is anti-system. Creation, if it is to exist, must be a system. That is, to create a universe is to create a system that encompasses everything the universe is. If reality was not a system, it would have not persisted it would not be coherent. It would be several creations or just a meaningless chaos. Liberal freedom is the antithesis of a system. There is no freedom in a system. To be systemic is to operate in an orderly, even predictable way. The prefer is the unit of the system. A system needs something constant to regulate it. We call this a unit of measure but in another sense, it is a universal constant. The prefer is the unit that maintains the order of the system. The prefer is the unit of value that synchronizes the system. It is the thread that holds the elements together and makes the entire system into a functioning whole. A unit of value is the labor it takes to provide one average work hour divided by the wage rate. If the wage is 15 prefers per hour, then a prefer is one hour's work on average divided by 15. All work is done at the same rate therefore synchronization is provided by the value produced by the work relative to the other options. This is equitable to marginal value. If adding more labor to one project will add more value than that work added to a competing project, it is the first project that will be given the extra support. 